Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. I'm Liz Wheeler. Before we get started with the show today, just a little housekeeping. There's a very interesting topic that caught my eye today online, and I wanted to talk about it on the show, but unfortunately, the YouTube overlords, the Facebook arbiters of truth, the Twitter censors don't like when we talk about this sort of thing. What do I mean? What story caught my eye? Well, there is a study that was just released that showed that male fertility levels have plummeted in the past decades. What is that related to? Gee, I wonder. We're going to discuss that over on Locals today. You can join us at lizwheelershow.com slash locals. That's lizwheelershow.com slash locals to talk about, you know, things that we're interested in that big tech doesn't want us to know because perhaps the information would counter their public health initiative for universal vaccination. But join us, lizwheelershow.com slash locals. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the Senate's leadership, a little addendum to what we were talking about yesterday. The Senate leadership elections happened and Mitch McConnell was elected as minority leader, again, leader of the Republicans in the Senate. It's disappointing. It's actually demoralizing in a sense because Mitch McConnell doesn't understand the reality of the political enemy that we're fighting, which means that he is completely incapable of fighting back well, effectively fighting to win against this political enemy. So we're going to talk about the larger implications of what this means for the Republicans in the Senate, the Republicans in our country for the next two years. We're also going to talk about, well, something else that happened in the Senate, although this isn't exactly Mitch McConnell's fault. He's not in charge of anything. He actually voted the correct way on this particular bill. But Schumer, Majority Leader Schumer, brought to the floor the Respect for Marriage Act. And this Respect for Marriage Act, I'm going to, I'm from now on in this entire episode, I'm probably going to call it the so-called Respect for Marriage Act or the quote unquote Respect for Marriage Act because it's the opposite of the name. It's the Democrats' favorite tactic to pretend that what they are doing is the opposite of what they are actually doing. The Respect for Marriage Act actually destroys marriage. And the most shocking part of this is not that the left is trying to destroy marriage. We know the left has bought into Marxism. We know that they want to undermine the family. They do so by undermining marriage. They do so by undermining traditional gender roles and gender itself and children. They're trying to subvert the family from within the family itself. And from the outside as well by using the government to redefine terms. But the shocking part of this is that 12 Republicans joined the Democrats in this effort. 12. 12 Republicans who are supposed to be conservatives don't understand what the Democrats are doing with this particular ploy. It's not just a political ploy. This is a dangerous, slippery slope that a significant portion of Republican senators have fallen for. So we're going to break down exactly what this bill means, what it does, and um, what you should say to your senator before it officially comes to a vote. Because the hurdle that they overcame today was just ending the filibuster. 12 Republicans joined in that, but the full vote has not yet been brought to the floor. So all hope is not yet lost. But let's get to breaking down the details. 
right, guys, before we talk about that, I want to talk to you about a new app that I've been using that I love. It's called Upside. And the reason I started using it is because inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. I mean, I filled up my gas or I filled up my my gas tank and oh my goodness, like the gas prices are exorbitant. You go out to your favorite restaurant and the, the bill makes you not want to eat out again, except for the fact that groceries are also that expensive. It really hurts this inflation, which is why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas or groceries or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. And it's not too good to be true. I know it sounds like it, but I've used it and it works. All you have to do to get started is download the free Upside app. Then use my promo code Liz5 and you get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on, on Upside. How it works is you check in at the business, you pay as usual with a credit or a debit card, and then you get paid by Upside. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Upside app and use promo code Liz5 to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more if you use my promo code Liz5. But first, you have to download the free Upside app and it's free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, before we get to McConnell and the Senate leadership elections and what the Senate voted for, um, to overcome the filibuster in order to bring the respect, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act to the floor of the Senate. I want to talk about Chuck Schumer for a second. I don't know if you guys saw this video. Chuck Schumer, I, I, Chuck Schumer actually articulated, admitted that the Democrats are propagating the great replacement theory. And if you have spent any time listening to the accusations that the left has hurled at Republicans for the last two, three, four, five, six years, then you will see why this is absolutely hilarious because what the Democrats told us was extremely racist, Chuck Schumer is admitting to doing. So let's hear him first. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. But wait a second. Wait a second. I was assured by the left that any suggestion that immigrants were replacing American citizens or changing the demographic of the overall makeup of our country. I was assured by the left that this was racist. In fact, the left has spent probably the last two years telling Tucker Carlson that he is a white supremacist, which he's obviously not, because he discussed the great replacement theory, or they thought, the left thought Tucker was discussing the great replacement theory, which is essentially what Chuck Schumer just articulated. If immigrants are coming in and replacing 
the demographics that exist right now in America, remaking the voting electorate, basically, in America. The Democrats told us that this was incredibly racist to suggest that this was happening. And yet Chuck Schumer admits that that's exactly what the left's plan is. The people here aren't reproducing like we're supposed to be, he tells us. So we're going to have to bring in immigrants to replace the children that you possibly should have had, but we also, on the left, tell you you shouldn't have. You'll be more empowered, the left says, if you don't have children, if you're just a hedonist, if you just engage in the hookup culture, if you abort unwanted children that could stifle or stymie your career, if you, uh, that could hurt the environment, that could cause climate change, that are posing an existential threat to our planet. This is what the left tells us about getting married and having kids, and yet Chuck Schumer seems to point the finger at people for not having enough kids and suggesting that, well, if you're not gonna have kids, then we're gonna replace your non-existent children with immigrants. I don't know about you, but I laughed my head off when I saw this video because this is just exactly what the left does. This is what they do. They create some lie. They assign a false racial motive to our observation that the left wants to bring in illegal aliens and give them amnesty so that they can vote to change the voting demographic of our country. That's just that's just observable fact. Because of course, Schumer's ultimate uh, goal, his agenda with his comment is that he wants to give amnesty to, he says 11 million illegal aliens. We know that there are most likely, I'd be shocked if there are fewer than 20 million illegal aliens here. Schumer just doesn't want to count them because then you would have to ask, well, where are they all coming from? Are they pouring across the unsecured border that Biden refuses to secure? And the answer to that, of course, is yes, that's exactly what's happening. That's where they're coming from. That's why the number is probably twice what Schumer claims it is. But, you know, he'll just use other people's kids to to replace the kids that you haven't had. How about if we do have any kind of reproductive crisis in this nation, if people aren't reproducing to the level that we need to propagate our country, how about politicians encourage people to get married, to have children? How about we actually use the power of the government to reward marriages between a man and a woman because that's who procreates, that's how children are made, that's how children are best raised with a mom and a dad. But no, 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 no. Instead of that, which would be the very obvious, the very easy, the very the, the most moral solution to this problem, Schumer wants to legalize all the illegal aliens who have crossed our border illegally. Okay, okay, Schumer, good idea. Also, guys, if you have not subscribed to my show already, please do so. Just pick up your iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button. If you have an Android, that's okay. I still like you. You can go to Spotify, hit that subscribe button. On YouTube and Rumble, I'm my username is Liz Wheeler, youtube.com slash Liz Wheeler, rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. Hit subscribe, hit the bell over there too, if you would, so that I can notify you when I have a new episode, a new video, a new interview. I really appreciate everybody who's been subscribing, so please, please keep it up if you would. Okay, on to McConnell. So McConnell has been reelected as the minority leader of the Republican Party in the Senate. I didn't want him to be. I think McConnell needs to leave. I think McConnell is responsible for Blake Masters losing in Arizona because Mitch McConnell first pledged money to Blake Masters that Blake Masters counted on early in the election when he needed money and while the Democrats were engaging in their ballot harvesting, meaning all the early votes that the Democrats were specifically targeting to collect Democrat votes while Blake Masters was waiting for McConnell's money. McConnell pulled that out of his race. 
in order to give it to Murkowski in Alaska, a pro-abortion Republican who's barely a Republican, but of course, so is McConnell. That's the exact same as McConnell. So I largely blame McConnell for losing the Senate for the Republican for the Republican Party. And the reason for that, I mean, it, he doesn't even seem to care either. He's just like, well, I told you guys the candidates were bad. I told you guys this wouldn't happen. It seems like perhaps it sounds like he wanted that to happen. He sounds like he wanted any candidate who wouldn't just toe the line, who would dare to challenge him, maybe on issues like election integrity, maybe on issues related to Trump. He didn't want any Republican senator who would fall out of his control, his iron grasp. That's disgusting for a politician. That's why Mitch McConnell should not have been elected. And shame on all the Republican senators who voted for him. We know why you voted for Mitch McConnell. If you are a Republican senator, listen very closely. We understand that Mitch McConnell gives you money for your campaigns and that without Mitch McConnell, you might lose your seat. So we understand that you made a choice to sacrifice your principles, your conservative principles, to sacrifice your constituents, me and everyone else listening to the show, in order to keep your seat in power in the Senate. You sold out to Mitch McConnell. You sold out for Mitch McConnell's money. You sold us out. We see who you are. Mitch McConnell has no idea what type of political enemy that we are facing in this country. I don't know if this is, it, I mean, it must be willful ignorance at this point, right? I don't understand how you can be in the midst of the swamp and not see the level of corruption and evil that the Democrats are propagating their hate towards not just the American people, but the American way of life and the American government, America herself. Mitch McConnell actually thinks that there's a middle ground that can be found between Democrats and Republicans. This is what he said. In terms of their lives. And so my message to the administration, and you saw some of it this year, let's find some things between the 40-yard lines that we can agree on and do them. And we did some of that this year. Infrastructure, chips, school safety, mental health. We need to make some progress for the American people, but it's going to have to be in the political center. If the House becomes Republican, there's no more one party running over us like they did through reconciliation. By the way, that's not centrist, what he's talking about. When he says school safety, do you know what that means? That means that Republican senators caved to the radical left and voted in favor of gun control. Gun control, which doesn't stop mass shooters. It doesn't stop gun violence. It doesn't stop murders. It just makes law-abiding American citizens more vulnerable. That's what Mitch McConnell is talking about. Ten senators voted against McConnell as minority leader, and I think that we can pretty plainly state that that means that there are just 10 senators in the Senate who can be trusted to stand for their principles and uphold conservative values. McConnell claims that he knows why we did not experience the red tsunami that we were hoping for. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about American Heart for Gold. Thank goodness for American Heart for Gold. If you're like me, then you're growing more and more concerned about the future of our country because inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. And market experts like Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of JP Morgan, not only predicted the recession that we're in, but he used terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, then I suggest you do what I do, did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and your retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. 
All it takes to get started is a short phone call. They'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order. So don't wait. Call them right now. Call 866-781-7499. That's 866-781-7499. Or if you prefer text messaging, you can text Liz to 65532. Again, that's 866-781-7499. Or text Liz to 65532. Okay, so McConnell obviously rejected responsibility for for the loss for Republicans not winning back the Senate. And this is the reason why he said Republicans lost. One of the criticisms from Senator Scott and others who agree with him is that your decision not to have an agenda to run on opened up Republican candidates to attacks that they didn't really stand for anything. What is your response to the criticism that you are partially responsible for? Every one of our candidates knew what they were for, uh, expressed it quite clearly. Uh, It's pretty obvious, and all of you have been writing about it, uh, what happened. We underperformed among independents and moderates because their impression of many of the people in our party and leadership roles is that they're involved in chaos, negativity, uh, excessive uh, attacks, and it it frightened uh, independent and moderate Republican voters. That's just false. We won public opinion. We can win. In fact, not only did we win public opinion, we won it on our most based positions. Critical race theory, queer theory, school choice, parental rights. The culture wars are where we won. We lost when we didn't fight the culture wars. We lost on abortion because the Democrats painted abortion as being about contraception and ectopic pregnancies instead of what abortion actually is. McConnell's deflecting responsibility because McConnell's basically a liberal. He's, he's conservative here and there, very establishment Republican-y, but it's, it's so haphazard and so unpredictable, so unreliable that you can't count on it at all. And this is what we have to deal with for the next two years. Dear God, these people try my patience. So I will say to his credit, he voted no on ending the filibuster. The filibuster, which was... Um, standing in the way of Schumer bringing the the so-called Respect for Marriage Act to the Senate floor. The Senate voted 62 to 37 to break the filibuster. And you might be thinking, well, hold on a second. I thought that there was like a 50-50 split in the Senate between Republicans and Democrats. And yeah, you'd be right. That's exactly right. That means that 12 Republican senators voted yes, basically in favor of this, this fake Respect for Marriage Act. Here are the senators who voted yes. Senator Blunt, Senator Burr, Senator Capito, Senator Collins, Senator Loomis, Senator Portman, Senator Romney. By the way, extra shame to Romney here. Like what the heck is happening with the Mormon church? The Mormon church used to be, used to stand very strongly, very solidly for family values. I mean, I know their theology is wacky, but they stood very strongly for family values. And yet even the Mormon church came out in favor of this bill. Like you have to wonder what the Democrats have to hold over the head of the Mormon church. The Mormon church would just surrender their principles to all of a sudden support a bill that not only codifies gay marriage into law, but puts religious people and religious institutions on the chopping block. What the heck, Romney? 
Senator Sullivan also voted yes, Senator Tillis, Senator Ernst, Senator Young, and Senator Murkowski. 12 Republican senators. It means only 37 voted voted no. So first of all, let's talk about this, this bill itself because there are too many people who are misrepresenting it and it's time we cleared up exactly what this is. A lot of people, I think, and this is voters too, this is not just... This is probably people in your family, people on your on your Twitter feed, people on your Facebook, people who you work with. There are a lot of Republicans who are a little hesitant to talk about gay marriage because they don't want to come off as intolerant. They don't want to come off as homophobic. They feel that this is a settled issue in the sense that they don't want to face the barrage of insults that will come from the left. I get that. But that's also what happens when you fight the culture war. Republicans surrendered gay marriage over the course of the past couple decades, but that doesn't mean that we can't fight this fight now. It doesn't mean that we should allow the left in the name of gay marriage because they happened to win that culture, that battle in the culture war. We shouldn't allow them to use gay marriage as a catch-all for the rest of their extreme agenda, their radical leftist agenda items. And that's what they're doing with this bill. It's not just about gay marriage. It's actually not really about gay marriage at all. But the first red flag, the reason that you can, the the most obvious way to identify how disingenuous the left is being is they are conflating gay marriage and interracial marriage in this bill. In fact, if you look on, if you look online, one of the criticisms of McConnell is that he voted no on a bill that would, the left claims would protect his interracial marriage to Elaine Chao. And I saw this and I thought, okay, well, this is what the left always does, right? This is what they did on abortion. They they don't want to talk about abortion, the what it is of abortion. They just twist abortion and present it to people as if it's contraception or ectopic pregnancy because it's more palatable to people when they're not actually thinking about abortion. That's what they do for this too. They're they're purposely conflating gay marriage and interracial marriage because literally no one in this country, maybe a tiny tiny minuscule handful of of creepy racists who are such a small minority that they can't even be counted compared to the vast majority of our country, nobody's opposed to interracial marriage. I I, I know that that at one point in our history was a, a cultural battle, but our country grows and changes and nobody living in modern America as opposed to interracial marriage. This is not about interracial marriage. To conflate gay marriage with interracial marriage is an intentional move by the left to try to gin up feelings of, oh, wow, we have to fight for people's civil rights. Let's make gay marriage a civil rights issue when it's not. Interracial marriage and gay marriage are very different because interracial marriage is about a man and a woman wanting to marry each other. And because of an immutable characteristic, whether it's the place that you were born or the color of your skin, that you are told then by the government that you're not allowed to get married as a man and a woman because of the amount of melanin in your skin which has no factor whatsoever on whether you are a man or a woman or your equality under our our law, our legal system. But gay marriage is different because gay marriage is not about one man and one woman and an immutable characteristic about the man or woman somehow resulting in them being deprived of the, the right to get married or the right that every other man and woman of different immutable characteristics, different skin colors are allowed to enjoy. And that's why gay marriage is not a civil rights issue because gay men are, for example, are not being deprived of anything that straight men are being are allowed to do. Straight men are in a, in a, in a society that does not allow gay marriage, I should say. 
straight men are allowed to marry women and they're not allowed to marry men. Now, maybe they don't want to marry men because they are straight and they're attracted to women, but the the actual um, thing that is allowed or disallowed is applied equally. Meaning a gay man could also marry a straight woman if he wanted. He probably doesn't want to because he's gay, but he's allowed to do the same thing that a straight man is allowed to do. And he's not allowed to do the same thing that a straight man is also not allowed to do. So it's not a matter of civil rights. It's not a matter of one person being allowed to do something and another person being disallowed for an immutable characteristic. This has nothing to do with sexual orientation or sexual attraction. It's about the definition of the word marriage the definition of what is marriage and does our government at the federal level or at the state level, do government officials, do politicians have a right to redefine what marriage is and always has been since before the inception of our country? Now, there's a difference too between recognizing, between governments choosing to recognize different types of relationships or choosing to provide benefits to certain types of relationships a government could do that if they want. That's why a lot of Republicans were like, okay, you can, you, we can get on board with civil unions, but that's even different than whether government has a right to redefine words. And I would argue that a government does not have a right to redefine words. And if we allow them to do that, if we allow government to say what you know is marriage, what God ordained marriage to be, that we simply recognize, that our legal system recognizes, it doesn't endow it, then we're allowing those politicians to become the arbiters of what's true. And if you are an arbiter of truth, then you are an authoritarian. So if we don't fight back against this, then we're allowing the left in the name of gay marriage, which they're conflating with interracial marriage in order to invoke your desire to be part of a civil rights fight, they're doing that just so that they can endow themselves with the power of an authoritarian. That's what's at the crux of this bill. The claim is that all this bill does is codify gay marriage protections. And the reason that the left brought this to the forefront is because in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, said that the Supreme Court should revisit any cases that were based on substantive due process. He said substantive due process isn't a thing. Well, Obergefell, which codified gay marriage at at the Supreme Court level, relied on substantive due process. Clarence Thomas specifically cited Obergefell, and this caused the left's head to explode. Now, this Supreme Court would never actually overturn Obergefell because I don't, they, they did have the courage, I will say, kudos to them, credit where it's due. They did have the courage to overturn Roe v. Wade. I don't think they're going to touch gay marriage. I don't think they're going to touch Obergefell. And they said so about a hundred times in their own, in all the other justices, including the conservative justices, said this about a hundred times. But the left, Schumer specifically, took this opportunity to try to force Republicans on record voting against gay marriage because he knows it's very, very easy to twist that into the Democrats portraying the right as bigots, as intolerant, as hateful, and as homophobic. And of course, the right falls for this every time by not fighting back, by just saying, oh, well, we don't want to argue about that. We know that a lot of people in our country support gay marriage. They never actually stake their position and fight their position on the airwaves in Congress anywhere. So this tactic has been largely effective by Schumer, but it's based on a lie. What this bill does is put religious people, religious institutions 
in a great amount, religious liberty in danger. We're going to talk about that in a second, but first I want to talk to you about Nutrafol. I like Nutrafol because it's natural and it works. And if you are a balding man, let me tell you, there is a holistic solution for you that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs or prescriptions. It's called Nutrafol and it's clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. And gents, when I say without compromise, I mean a lot of these hair growth supplements negatively impact your sex drive. Not so with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is made of 21 potent natural ingredients that actually support sex drive, supports better sleep, and less stress too. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show, win-win, by going to Nutrafol.com. And if you use my promo code Liz, you can save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere. It's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus, you also get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. It's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Liz. Nutrafol.com, promo code Liz. Okay, so the left claims they have come to an agreement on this so-called respect for marriage bill in the sense, when they say come to an agreement, they mean they claim they've addressed the issues regarding religious liberty. But this is false, and I will tell you why. Senator Mike Lee proposed an amendment that clearly and explicitly protects religious institutions from retaliation if the institution holds the biblical view that marriage is between one man and one woman, it is ordained by God, and that government has no authority to redefine that term or violate the religious practice of that institution or organization. All it would have taken is the Senate to adopt that amendment, but they didn't. They rejected this amendment, which tells us, well, are they really committed to protecting religious liberty or are they just paying lip service to it in their PR while the language of the bill itself would not protect religious liberty? Option number two that I just presented is obviously the correct one. They rejected Senator Lee's amendment in favor of Susan Collins, Senator from Maine, her amendment, which is not explicit and does not provide any additional amendments. In fact, the president of the Heritage Foundation, Dr. Kevin Roberts, issued the following statement, and I think it's worth reading. He says, conservatives are deeply disappointed by the betrayal of Senate Republicans to protect Americans' religious freedom and won't soon forget the votes of the 12 Republican senators who cast aside an essential right in a bill that will weaponize the federal government against believers of nearly every major religion. There is still an opportunity for senators to correct their mistake before voting for final passage. Senator Mike Lee has offered an amendment that provides religious liberty protections and addresses the bill's most glaring problems. Conversely, the amendment proposed by Senator Susan Collins offers no legal protections for the tax-exempt status of religious nonprofits, schools, and colleges who will be persecuted by the 87,000 new IRS agents President Biden wants to hire. All of us who believe marriage must commit, all of us who believe in marriage must commit to defending this sacred institution as the bedrock of a flourishing civil society. It will be a litmus test for any aspirant for the White House in 2024. I love that. That is what you call a culture warrior. Dr. Roberts at the Heritage Foundation is one of the only people, one of the most prominent people, but one of the only people to actually say it how it is, to address the reality of this situation. Ryan T. Anderson, Dr. Anderson was another one. He said, 
Had the Senate sponsors wanted to, they could have explicitly stated that no individual or organization could be penalized by the government for operating according to the conviction that marriage unites husband and wife, particularly that the IRS may not strip any such organization of its nonprofit status. But the bill offers no such protections. It's not a compromise, not even a bad compromise. It enshrines a false definition of marriage in our law and then tells people that they can have their day in court if and when they get sued. That's not public policy for the common good. This should be every single Republican in the Senate. This should be every single Republican in the House. This should be every single Republican or right-wing or conservative pundit. And yet, very few people are speaking up about this. There, there, by the way, are even questions about, so what this bill specifically does is it forces the federal government to recognize any so-called marriage that was done according to a state law. So if you live in a state where gay marriage is not legal and you've um, gotten married or quote-unquote married in a state that does recognize or that does validate same-sex marriages, then the federal government is required to recognize to recognize your union, even if you live in a state where it is against state law. So the, the, the logical conclusion of that, of that premise is a valid question about whether the federal government could be forced to recognize polygamous marriages or marriages between an adult and a child. Because if all it takes is one state defining marriage in any way that state wants to, and the federal government is required to recognize that, I don't know what the limiting principle on that is. The limiting principle on that is nothing. The most radical leftist state in our country will be redefining the word marriage, and we will all be forced to validate that. And the result of all of this, by the way, is the anti-Christian anti-Jewish, anti-Muslim, anti-religion, anti-God mob, this secularist mob will target people of faith. They'll target nonprofit organizations. They'll target churches. They'll target religious schools. You won't be able to do business under the premise of the biblical definition of marriage or else you will come under fire because of this, because of this bill. Rachel Bovard also noted this, I wanna read this. She said, this creates a cultural justification for market institutions like banks to ban people with traditional views on marriage from their businesses. It's almost like the ESG ratings, right? That if you dare to hold this view, you will be downgraded in the eyes of the left, which could limit your access to vital functions of our society. But let's get back to the re, the to redefining words for a second. If you redefine reality, then there's an arbiter. And if there's an arbiter, that means that that person has all the power of an authoritarian. And when a government official or even a congress of government officials have the power to abuse, it's not a matter of whether they will abuse it. It's just a matter of of when they will abuse it. And this is the power that the Senate is taking. The House has already passed this, and there were a bunch of Republicans who betrayed marriage and 
betrayed their conservative principles and betrayed the fact that they don't understand the reality of the political enemy that we're facing here. They actually fell for, they're playing by the rules of the left. And you can tell because the left is still presenting this to be about tolerance and acceptance and quote unquote civil rights. But we know that it's not. We know at this point that first and foremost, this was a ploy by Schumer to try to get Republicans on record voting against gay marriage so he could try to use that to vilify Republicans in the eyes of the public because he knew that Republicans wouldn't defend their position, which they haven't, so I suppose that was successful. But here's my question to all you Republicans. Why not go on every news show, every podcast, every outlet that will have you and explain why not? Explain your no vote. Explain what we're talking about right here that redefining a word creates authoritarianism. That this is not just about tolerance in our society or equality under the law. This is about government officials forcing religious people to violate their religious views, potentially excluding them from society. That there's no limiting principle on this bill. Where are these Republicans talking about the real definition of marriage and why marriage between a man and a woman is so important to our society? It's so it's necessary, it's critical for the United States to survive. You can correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but I have not heard a single Republican in elected office on any news show or podcast talking about why marriage is important to our society. If I'm wrong, send me the video. I wanna play it. I wanna give credit to these people. And I wanna actually congratulate them for, for doing, congratulate any elected official for standing up for marriage if they've done it but I have not seen anybody do that. Gay marriage is not the same thing as marriage between a man and a woman. And marriage between a man and a woman is the bedrock of our society. Our limited government cannot function as a limited government unless it relies on the nuclear family unit taking care of itself. Because without the nuclear family unit, then individuals and children need to be dependent on something They can't be dependent on a limited government. So the government, the limited government then would have to grow into a a sort of big daddy government, which is what the left wants. The nuclear family unit is not only responsible for our people and ensuring that we can have a limited government, it's also the best protector against child poverty ever. There's no social program that's ever outperformed just marriage between a man and a woman, protecting children from poverty and protecting women from poverty and protecting men from mental health and physical health problems, depression, anxiety, heart attacks. The nuclear family unit is is like nothing we could possibly contrive, which is maybe because we didn't contrive it. It's not our invention. It is ordained by God. Yes, I know. Oh, God, God forbid, bring, re- bring religion into the, the public discourse. Well, sometimes there are things called first principles that simply exist. You don't have to believe in them, but they're there. That's what marriage is. Marriage exists because it's ordained by God. You don't have to believe in God, but that doesn't mean that marriage is not ordained by God. It is, and that's why it functions the way that it, need, it, that it does. That's why our Our government and our society, our country, needs marriage to function the way that it does. Because without it, we will be completely destabilized. 
There, there are basically three reasons that the gay marriage bill is dangerous. It's an assault on religious liberty. It assigns government as the arbiter of truth. And it is a catch-all for radical leftist agenda items. It also, by the way, shows us um, that the GOP just doesn't know what we're fighting. And if they don't know what we're fighting, then we can't fight to win. So maybe conveniently it identifies for us which of our politicians need to be voted out of office. And I think anybody who votes in favor of this bill needs to be voted out of office, period. You don't understand what we're, what we're fighting? You can't fight for us. Goodbye. You are fired. It's obviously dangerous to allow government to redefine words like marriage. The Supreme Court wrongly decided Obergefell. Clarence Thomas was right. I don't care if that's controversial to say it shouldn't be controversial. It's simply constitutional. Any ruling that's wrongly decided should be overturned. The government itself really has no business giving their approval or their validation, let alone benefits that come from the taxpayers to a relationship that doesn't, in a very broad sense, benefit the interest of the state. Meaning traditional marriage is not only all of those things that I said before, it's the best protector against child poverty and poverty and, and poverty of women and health problems for men and mental health problems for men. And it's a, it's a bulwark against crime and drug use and suicide and all of these different things. But ultimately, it's in the interest of the state to recognize marriage between one man and one woman because it's marriage between one man and one woman that begets children. And our society needs children to survive. We need children for the next generation of our country or else we won't have a next generation and therefore we won't have the country that we have now. It's in the interest of the state to support and encourage and reward marriage between one man and one woman, but they have no business validating or giving a pat on the head of approval to a relationship that serves them no benefit. This was never about equal rights under the law. Remember that. It never was. 20 years ago, the, there were basically two entities that were talking about what would happen if gay marriage became the law of our land. And these two entities were ridiculed, and they were the Catholic Church and Phyllis Schlafly. They both contended, and they were ridiculed and mocked for this, they both contended that uh, gay marriage was a gateway to a total degradation of our society's moral fiber. 20 years later, after they were mocked and ridiculed, they've been proven correct. We now have drag queens sexualizing children. We have trans surgeries mutilating the healthy bodies, removing healthy organs of gender-disordered children. We have queer theory infiltrated into our schools, actually advocating for pedophilia. We have on college campuses advocacy for MAP. What is MAP? That stands for Minor Attracted Persons. Pedophiles, advocacy for pedophiles. This is a radical leftist catch-all. It's not about equal rights or civil rights. It's not about codifying gay marriage into law. It's about none of that. It's an assault on religious people, an assault on religious institutions, and a catch-all for every perverted, anti-human, anti-American agenda that the left so desperately wants to impose on us. And 12 Republicans said, okay, let's get this done, let's do it. Those 12 Republicans who voted in favor of this bill 
are in favor of ending the filibuster to bring the bill to the Senate floor, I can only assume that they'll vote in favor should be kicked out of our party. There's one person who's fighting back against this cultural, against this, this, this culture war. She's not in politics. And maybe that shouldn't surprise us since our politicians don't fight these culture wars. Candace Cameron Bure, remember her from Full House? DJ from Full House? She started on the Hallmark Channel for the last decade, I think it was 14 years. And she left the Hallmark Channel last year to go to the Great American Family Channel because the Hallmark Channel, the Christmas movie, started highlighting gay stories. And she said, the Great American Family Channel is gonna promote traditional marriage and that fits my brand. She has done more in this culture war than any politician that we have ever elected to Congress and the left is coming after her. They're trying to cancel her. They're painting her as a bigot, a homophobe. And so you know what, guys? I don't know if you like Hallmark-style movies. Sometimes I'm in the mood for them. Sometimes I think they're too cheesy. Turn these on. Turn Candace Cameron Bure's movies on, the Great American Family Channel. Give her the ratings that she needs so she's uncancelable because she is actually fighting the fight, walking the walk, going into the trenches of the entertainment industry and standing up for her Christian values. God bless this woman. That's more than I can say for a dozen United States senators who claim to be Republican. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.